All right. What is up, everyone? It's your host, SB Philosopher, here back in another episode of the Refill Studio. Um, of course, get your cans as always. We're going to refill to 99 because we are ready to welcome our next set of special guests um, for this particular uh, set in this episode. So I have the honor and pleasure to welcome uh, two and a clam to the Refill Studio today. So as a brief introduction to both of them, uh, Tzu has uh, a lot of uh, T10 Plus titles, including a first place in the Summer Roselli event, as well as uh, T3 in the Karata, aka, um, what is it, poem, Dreams, Poems, and Thousand something. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's cool. Yep, and uh, Clam uh, also has a, a lot of T10 Plus titles, uh, including first place in the Let's Perfect Our Collection, as well as T3 in the, I think it was called the Whom These Chocolates Are For um, uh, event. Um, so both of you, uh, welcome to the studio. It's a pleasure to have both of you on. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invite. I'm excited. Um, is there anything else the, the two of you want to add to the, the intro that maybe I missed or maybe I, I botched up? <laughs> well, since we're on the extra topic, Clam actually just completed his uh, a recent T10 in Sekai. So me and Clam are like Sekai gaming. We kind of moved from like Bandary to like Sekai, mm -hmm. unwillingly, arguably. <laughs> so now we're mostly cheering in that sphere. And you, mm -hmm. might, you might see us on the leaderboard Okay. All right. Well, you know, it's it's really cool. Uh, we'll definitely talk a little bit about that, uh, you know, your Seikai experience for, for sure um, later in this episode. I'm looking forward to hearing a lot from, from the two of you. Um, so... We get when we get started. We usually like talk about how uh, our guests get into uh, Bang Dream because that's kind of like all where it all started. So um, maybe uh, Clam, maybe we'll start with you. How did how did you hear about Bang Dream and how did you get into it? Well, as far as I can remember, um, when the time I guess probably like a few months after it came out, like I saw like advertisements for it mm -hmm. like online, and I was a tremendous. I, I'm not even like a sweaty like. Uh, Sif player, but like I just played a lot of Sif, even though I had no idea what I was doing. It was like a fun rhythm game to me. But I tried out like Bang Dream because it was like the same. It was like Bushy Road, so I'm like, all right, maybe I'll try this out. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this isn't Sif. I don't want to play this anymore. But then like a few months comes around again, and, like my old um IRL friend group starts getting into the game, mm -hmm. and like they're all really good at it too. So I'm like, all right, you know, like this looks fun. I'll give it a try. And ever since then, we like we casually played together for a few months. And as soon as I found Pubcord, uh, kind of went all downhill from there <laughs> in terms of the rabbit hole of Bandori. That's wow. how I got my start. Mm, I see. And when, when you joined Pubcord, was it like before it was the official server? Like, was, was is, or was it like after it already became the server? This was probably around, I want to say like a year before it became the official server. Yeah, that's because fair. This was like, I think, right before. BSP two, it was mm. something like that, or maybe I played in one. I don't remember the. Order. <laughs> well, you, you've you played the game for quite some time. That's <laughs> that's the, the the general gist. Well, that, that's really cool. Um, you gave it a second chance, and uh, here we are. And Sue, what about you? Uh, similar story, different story. How did you get into Bang Dream? Uh, so I guess you can say that I kind of went down the the Love Live pipeline. So I started Love Live is kind of where i started my rhythm game journey mm -hmm. uh, so i was like 
super like into the OG Sif. Um, I was like very, very casual, but I really was like passionate about the game. And at the time I didn't have like the resources to actually go out and cheer like crazy. Like I remember I was like a, I was like a huge Ellie Oshi and <laughs> like all the big tiers, like Ardo Nico and like Kintaleski. I was like, oh my gosh, like they're, they're crazy. You know, like I can never be like them. So after that, I think I, I actually took a break from rhythm games and I went into Honkai for like a couple months and then from Honkai. Uh, I think I saw Bandery. I definitely did not get ads for it, and nobody kind of recommended it to me. I think I kind of just saw it on the App Store because, you know, I played Love Live, so it recommended it to me. That was like, oh, I think you might like this game. So I downloaded Bang Dream. I actually didn't. My initial impression was I didn't like it, funnily. So like I, I downloaded it, got to the loading screen, and I heard like the first song that plays. I forgot what it was, but it was that Poppy Puss song. And I was like, oh, like maybe this is not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up deleting the app. <laughs> and then I think like two weeks later, I came back to it and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try it again. Um, and then from there, it was kind of downhill. I got super addicted and kind of a funny story, but I also hopped into Popcorn. I think around like October 2018. And I remember that because you can, I think you can actually like go into PubCord and like search up my name. And like my very first message was like in the introductions. And I was like, hey guys, like I love Afterglow. I'm an Afterglow stan. Like they're my faves, you know? And then I, I kind of just got into like Roselia. And then from there, Roselia, uh, I got invited to MBN and that's kind of how I got into like the tearing scene. Mm, okay. Well, so it's pretty interesting. It, it definitely seems like the two of you had like, you know, it's different stories, but they all kind of follow a, a pretty similar kind of pattern. <laughs> There's like a, the script is pretty similar <laughs> where like, you know, you, you, you get into the game, you kind of, you know, di- didn't really have a big first impression, but then you kind of got gave it a second chance. And, um, you know, here we are. Um, and so you already mentioned that you was like Afterglow and Roselia that kind of helped you um, kind of get into the series. I, Clam, I forgot to a- a- ask you this, but like, was there a particular band or like a character that like made you want to stick around and um, you know continue playing the game? Oh, I was a uh, so... Roselia fan from day one. <laughs> oh yeah, Roselia fan from day one. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. For I, I, me, it was definitely Sayo. Sayo, yep. <laughs> yes. Hello, fellow Sayo Stan. Ooh, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I always mention this with uh with my fellow Sayo friends is that like I, I never really appreciated her at the start because I thought she was just mean, but <laughs> I realized like after her character development, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's who she really is. And it's like a big eye opener. So yeah, but Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Cause also my first event that I started really getting into Bandery was actually cooking class. So that mm. was like when they kind of cracked open like that, you know, her her whole attitude. And she's like very soft towards Sugu. I was like, I was so obsessed with that event. I was really sad because I came in at like the tail end of it. So I didn't get a chance to tear it. And I was very like sad about it, but I was very mm. obsessed with the story. Okay. Okay. Now, now, too, of course, when you when you mentioned like how you got into this the series, you were already kind of mentioning how you know you had a little bit of inspiration, or you you saw how other people tiered in other games like in Sif, and then eventually you you kind of spiraled down to the pub court and learning a little bit more about tiering there, and eventually joining um MB, MBN. So 
how how was that like like that experience like joining i guess you know the quote-unquote tiering community um at, at that time like how how did you first like get exposed and and, and get into tiering actually uh very funny because you know popcorn always jokes like oh like why don't you just go for this tier or like mm-hmm. oh yeah like just go for t1 like very casually um, so to get into MBN, I actually, I, I wasn't aware that, you know, it was, so it was Swift at the time he was the one who started it. And it was kind of, I guess in the beginning when MBN just started out, I don't mm. know if this is very like boomer, but this happened <laughs> definitely like three years ago or so, but this is when MBN was like just starting out and he was inviting like more like of the known people in the community. And, you know, like I, I actually kind of asked him and, you know, I came into his DMs and I was like, oh, like. Can I get, like, I was all really shy. I was like, oh, like, can I get an invite? You know, I only have this T100, my first T100, which was fair and fluffy competition. I was like, oh, I only have this title. Like, is it good enough? And he was like, he gave me like this interview, quote unquote, which we kind of <laughs> laughed at. And like, yeah, he was like, what's your favorite Oshi? Like, oh, like, how, how did you get into Bander and everything? Like our first DMs, it was really funny because I brought this up to him later on. Um, I was like, you know, why did you give me that interview? And he was like, oh, he was like, oh, you know, you kind of asked for one. And I didn't know what to say. And I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, once I got into MBN, um, that's when I met more of the, I guess, like more of the hardcore tiers. Mm-hmm. Um, MBN, I got to re- uh, kind of like interact with them and kind of like ask them like, oh, like how does this happen? Because in my mind, like someone who sits in a room for like 20 plus hours tapping the screen, like, isn't that like the the concept was like outside of my grasp Mm -hmm. like i didn't like i couldn't comprehend it and i think a lot of like new tiers have that attitude too but you know like talking with people in the tiering scene and just seeing like how they talk about it very casually it kind of helps you get accustomed to the idea more and it kind of makes you think like oh you know i know this person you know they're not god um maybe i could like try and do that too so i started like dipping my toes into more like t1k you know like t um t100 uh and just like getting to know these people and asking them questions and kind of just poking like oh like you know like w- what did you do to prep for this event mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah well <laughs> shout outs to the fact that um you know you kind of low-key joining the community was through uh almost like a job interview of sorts it was uh, that's uh that is that is quite something uh too so um well you know you it seems like uh of course the fact that you're here now means you you certainly did pass that so so-called so interview um and then uh you know things went went quite well and smooth sailing with the with tearing moving from there so that is actually quite a pretty funny story <laughs> um Clam, what about you? We we didn't talk about your kind of exposure to to tiering yet. Um, you know, you mentioned how you joined PubCord and and such, but for for you, how was you know what was tiering like, and how did you first get exposed to that? Uh I don't like really remember too much about like the earliest titles that I have, like mm-hmm. at least in my like collection. So like, I think my first title was blazing bushido i'm pretty sure it was mm-hmm. but i think i remember the first event like i like saw on my screen was uh what a wonderful world mm-hmm. and uh i wasn't really like i was kind of clueless about everything at the time but it wasn't until like when i started talking more in pubcord and particularly largo that was the event where i started like getting more into the community because that's where i met like probably one of my closest friends to this day who's daz uh 
who's also known as the founder of the Bandori Illuminati, or they call it PTA, which is literally just <laughs> the Parent Teachers Association and does not mean anything else. <laughs> <laughs> but from there, like, um, we tiered Largo together and uh, just... I had no idea what I was doing. I was like doing versus lives without best stories. So I was like putting in like two stars of the event members and like, uh, like this looks good to me. So it's got their uh, event members on it. Uh, spamming like Kiseki in the event song because I thought that was the right thing to do. <laughs> and that's when I got my first boat. Well, and I don't even know if you'd call it a boat, but it was like 120 or something like that. Uh... But that was like my first like introduction to like, actually tiering tiering and like from daz i met like a lot of other friends who also were in mdn as well so that's how i got into there i don't remember going through the swift interview thing (laughs) yeah he said it was a me (laughs) he said it was a me thing i was like wait a second special treatment much (laughs) (laughs) wow i had nothing at the time either though but yeah that's how i got my start Okay, and, and you know, like again, it's kind of uh, it's always seems interesting when like when people first get into tiering, and you know, sometimes they get like that one title, but other times they you know, get the boat, and sometimes a boat is this discouraging thing. But you know, obviously in your case, Clement, it, it, it seemed like it was more like a oh well, I got boated this time, and you know, things kind of then decided oh well, I'm gonna definitely get better in tiering. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's like I, I guess I didn't really think much of it at the time either, because like. Mm-hmm. I don't, I like just anything above like T100 was kind of like mind blowing at me at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, these people are like celebrities. They're like they're cracked <laughs> god gamers. But like, and then here I am, just you've know, become one of them. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Clam, you did mention earlier. You did mention just now as well how you eventually like got into MBN as well. So that's why I want to mention that maybe the two of you got to know each other. Uh, maybe tell tell a little bit. I don't know. You, either of you could just pitch in, but uh, you know, tell us how you got to know each other and like how you two became like really, really uh, good friends in, in, in the steering community. Oh boy, I can actually, I can actually sprinkle in some more PTA lore. So uh, <laughs> you did. You mentioned Daz before, or Clam mentioned Daz before, and it's kind of funny because the founding members, quote unquote, of PTA, it was basically. Um, I met Daz in MBN and, you know, we kind of hit it off. Uh, Daz and I were both SIO enjoyers. So, you know, like we got along, talked a lot about SIO and that's kind of where, you know, like we kind of got close. I don't think I interacted with Clam as much in MBN though. So what ended up happening was, is I actually didn't meet Clam until after PTA was like formed or in like during some Roselia. Uh, when he joined the Summer Zelia server. So PTA was actually founded because me, Daz, and Ku wanted to read Neo Aspect like in voice chat, but just like us. So we were like, okay, we're just going to make another server. And then we <laughs> did. And then we kind of, it kind of just snowballed into like inviting more and more people. And then that's kind of just how PTA was born i guess it was just born as like a hangout spot that was a little bit separate from mbn um and then eventually i was able to meet clam and get to know clam better in pta i forgot my memory is very hazy because this definitely happened a couple years ago so you know me and clam go back to like 
you know, I think like 2019 is when we first met each other. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, in PTA, that's when we started getting to know each other and like talking about our lives and stuff. And I actually learned that me and Clam live very close together. We're, We're both in New York. So we were like, oh my gosh, like there was like that point of like, oh, we have something in common. And that's kind of just how that snowballed into like more and more conversation and everything. And you know, it, it started out as like, oh, like, you know, I, I don't really know this person yet, but let's, in, you know, let's interact because we're in this smaller server together and then kind of just snowballed from there. Mm-hmm. Clam, you want to add to that story? If there's any parts that you recall with uh, your, your interactions at the start? I just remember the first time talking to Sue was, mm-hmm. was during Somerzelia itself. And, uh, I remember some of the VCs that we ended up having, whether it was Ben drunk reading fanfic. Oh, no. Or like Sue Downing Downing White Claws towards the end of the event because she was pretty much done with it. (laughs) (laughs) Right before I gotcha, too. I I needed something. Because I didn't get Sayo. Oh, no. In the pre. I didn't get Sayo. I was like, this is going to be painful. So I was like chugging White Claws. And then pulling gotcha at the same time. And I think I got her at like two in the morning and I like <laughs> fell off my chair. And I was just, I was just, I remember that moment. I was really happy. Oh, that was the pre pre spark days too. Must be painful. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, man. I was so scared. <laughs> Something. Cause I remember like going into that event. Cause that was like, that was my, at least more into my like tiering start because that was going to be my first t100 because i really like roselia so i'm like you know mm. i'm going to do this event and i had no idea what to expect from like t100 or like gotcha in general so like i just like had hundreds of hundreds of dollars saved up i'm like all right we're gonna get this gotcha we're gonna get this bread we're gonna tear our ass off and it turns out to be like nowhere near like that serious but mm. like it was definitely like a fun experience to go through to like actually sit down and play for like hours at a time mm-hmm. realizing like i guess it's it's i don't know what's the word i'm looking for it's not the it's not the easiest thing but like once you get used to it it's kind of like second nature mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and doing doing it with friends too like when you're when you're in a tiering server and you you know you always you all have like the same goal it's very it's it's very like it, it makes it much better like there's something about doing a t100 like alone versus like doing it with like a bunch of friends that just makes it like it it enhances the experience just so much Mm -hmm. definitely definitely and it's really cool because again just hearing all these you know more more older sides of the community uh like the tiering experience when a lot of it was based on like smaller like clans right we, we, we every time we like throw out a bunch of like acronyms like especially the 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 uh younger uh listeners who are maybe newer to the, to the community it's like oh what like what are all these like random acronyms of, of of tiering clans and such but it's always really interesting to hear all these like stories that that transpired and how people got to really know each other and, and really get to help each other uh tiers so um yeah it was really cool and also i guess a uh, fun fact now i know is that uh I guess a lot of uh, a lot of uh, big rillas in, in Wales are in uh, in New York. So <laughs> yeah, New York gang. 
East Coast, Best Coast. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not getting to this discussion. <laughs> that, that, you're, you're hitting a, a very sensitive topic on my end. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> so go, going back to Summer Zelliatsu, um, was that like the big, like, first, um, like, hearing experience you you had like i i think i i don't know if i recall from based on talking with someone um like summer zelly was kind of like your was it like one of your first if not like your very first like big tearing experience um yes it was uh wow. so remember how i mentioned i got that t100 fair and fluffy yeah that was the title that i got right before summer zelia oh. and yeah, so I, I didn't even I didn't even get a chance to dip my toes into tearing. I was kind of just thrown into the boiling water mm -hmm. um, and expected to float. But I had I was so terrified for that event. So I, I guess to explain some context behind Summer Zelia, mm -hmm. uh, essentially, I think the people who were supposed to do it uh, dropped as the event was getting closer. So one of my close friends at the time, uh, someone who's also been on the podcast before was Loon. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely consider Loon to be one of the biggest factors in like me tearing in general. Um, so he was, he, he was kind of like noticing that no one was going for it. And we and me and him were talking at the time and he said, Hey, like it's empty. You should go for it. Um, you should, you should make the server or like inherit, uh, the answer or inherit the server from like somebody. Um, I think we ended up making a new server and he kind of like set it up for me. And then it was up to me to kind of just reach out to people. And mm -hmm. I was, I literally told him, I was like, I only want T2. Like, I, I don't know, like, I'm not ready for a T1, you know, like I wasn't ready for <laughs> podium at all. I wasn't expecting that at all, but he was like, no, 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 no. Like you, you have to do this. Like, well, he wasn't forcing me, but he was like, you know, like not, opportunities like this don't come a lot you know with with especially nowadays where the tearing scene is much more crowded um mm -hmm. so he was being very encouraging helpful giving me like tips on like you know like here's how you're gonna do this um and then i actually whale fluence whale fluence we call that like influencing other uh, influencing whale people to whale mm. i actually slid into pastry's dms and i was like hey want to want to be podium with me and i was like very like i think one of the very first dms that i me and pastry was like me trying to convince him to do summer zelia t3 with me specifically mm -hmm. so it was just me like poking him being like hey it's still free it's a free title <laughs> And I think he eventually, he eventually gave in, which is very funny. Um, but yeah, I was very, very um, thrust into that situation. And, you know, it, it's a, it was kind of a blessing because that was the first time I ever cheered so high and it was nerve wracking and it was amazing. And it was like, it, it was a lot, it was a lot of emotions I, I experienced during Summer Celia, but I'm very happy that I did it. A lot of emotions to declam. You already mentioned a lot of the <laughs> interesting stories that happened um, uh, during that time. But yeah, that's a, a really, a really amazing achievement to like suddenly go from like, oh, well, I'm just kind of getting my my uh, toes wet with like tearing to be like, oh, well, I guess I'm just going to get first place in this title uh, in this event really, uh, you know, just casually. So uh, big jump, big, big, uh, big shout outs to that. That's like, a, you know, not an easy feat for sure. But uh yeah, shout outs to the the whale fluencers for sure. They they definitely uh, gave a good a lot of support there. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Clive, I don't know if you want to add anything else about your your summer Zelly experience because I imagine that sort of I I imagine after getting that T one hundred and seeing people like two be able to get like a T one like that, you you might have also maybe slightly got whale fluenced as well. I imagine. <laughs> oh, from there, no, I was even more terrified. Of <laughs> but I was like, I was like, our right, T one hundreds are easy, so like you know those yeah, are yeah. Like something I kind of wanted to do more. So sure, I guess after that, that led that leads into my next T one hundred, which is also Sue's next T ten which was Roselia versus Afterglow. Mm-hmm. And there was definitely some good stories from that one too. Sue, do you have anyone you want to share right now? Or Oh boy. Uh, I did Roselia versus Afterglow during either finals or midterms mm. uh, of my, of my master's program. And oh. it was, it was something I was, very it was a very stressful time not not the best not the best judgment here on my end because you know studying for exams and everything and then i also went to it wasn't that bad my team wasn't great that was a big problem Mm -hmm. um but you know it it was a lot of like time management and then i ended up going to anime nyc with pastry that year Uh, so we met up and while we were waiting on the line i remember i was like do you want to tear with me? So we were waiting on a line for a Bandary event. We were pubbing, just me me and Peishi were pubbing on this line. I think it was the year that Kokoro's Seiyu came to like mm. Anime NYC and she yeah, performed. Yeah. And we were waiting on the line for this event and we were just pubbing. And I was like, whoop, I'm in 10th place. I should play. <laughs> uh but yeah, that that was an interesting, that was an interesting time. That was my first official T10. You skipped a few steps getting to T1 first and then getting to T10. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember Pastry mentioning about the, um, the, uh, the that experience because, again, just like you, he was also at uh, Anime NYC. And it's just like, well, should I enjoy my time being a weeb or, you know, maybe try and like maybe squeeze in, get the T10 and decided to take the boat. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but that, it's it's pretty interesting to hear from a different perspective as well. So yeah, it's a uh, quite quite neat there. Um, yeah, so so it's really cool that uh, you know you you have to learn a little bit so much about all the the tiering experiences you have, and it's uh, like both of you have. It's very unique and always have some pretty like fun, um, interesting uh, parts to it. So um, I guess. Um, because we've already talked about like two's like T first T ten and we even got already to her T one, but uh, Clam, when when did that really like happen? When did when did like your your you know your your inner like wanting to get like a T ten or even higher? Like I don't know which one came first for you, but when did that really start? And when did that really like ended up um, you know materializing? I very clearly remember this one. So, <laughs> this, this comes from mostly from Kara Expo because I oh. was that year. 20, was that year 2019 or 2020? I forget which one. But mm-hmm. it was the one that me and I went to get together with Sue as well. Uh, we had a lot of fun there, aside from, you know, sitting in lines and getting less than five hours of sleep. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, like, strongly remember, like, everyone there who played, like, Bandori, like, put out their device with, like, their titles on it. So, like, you had, like, the ones, the twos, the threes, the tens, and then there was just um, me on in the, the table. With the, yeah. And, like, Lucia was just looking at us and, like, uh, Lucia was, like, looking at us, like, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but like I know we're giving him money, so it's okay. <laughs> I just remember like just being at the end for my hunch, and I'm like, man, I want higher than a hundred now. So, um, that's when I started to plan out my first T10, which was originally going to be Prelude, but mm-hmm. you know, my schedule didn't really work with that at the time, and I'm kind of glad it did because that event was a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. But that's that's something else. <laughs> so instead, I did um, Valentine's Day Himari because uh, I met Kimane there at Kara Expo, and he was really cool. He was uh, he was telling me about the event and how he was going for it. He also told me that his roster was one out of ten, and the event was oh. coming up in like a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Literally, just no one wanted to hear it for some reason, but. He was like, yeah, so he's talking about it more. And, like, we talked more and more on Discord after that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? All right, I'll tier with you. So I started off as 10, and the event got closer. And still no one was on the roster. <laughs> and it was, like, a week before. <laughs> so then I'm like, all right, you know what? We're going to do Podium because, I mean, it's open. No one wants it. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. And then from there, uh, we also grabbed Kevs, who was um, tiering with us, and also Ardo. Ardo, you know, the number one Rosalia stand. Yeah. Totally yep. not a canon stand whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was my first experience tearing with that. It wasn't like anything special, I guess per se, but like it was the time I got to like really experience going like twenty hours and tearing and seeing like it, it does take a toll it did take a toll on me quite a bit, but like it was overall a very chill event though. So I was able mm-hmm. to just take it easy for the rest of the event. Yeah. Uh we started grabbing more and more people along the way. We grabbed Pandar, we grabbed Flint, we grabbed pretty much just like, a, we grabbed like a whole full roster of 10. And mm. then <laughs> it came down to like the wire of um a few hours for like fighting for T10 versus T11. And I just remember like seeing Zenpai like tearing on a plane to try and like keep up with T10. <laughs> like that is dedication right there. That is insane. <laughs> Man, that's a... Uh... That is that is quite something, but you know it's it's always fun to like you know when you when you mention all these names you hear like very familiar faces and and names and that's like how like you know it's it's really interesting because it's a pretty big community but we all at the end of the day we all kind of know each other and we have like a bunch of you know, people that we all uh, know and 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 uh, get to know each other so I think what's really funny especially about your your story climb was that uh, Kara Expo I, that was in 2019 because that was the last time it, it happened I was also there as well but I wasn't really like um, deeply in, in drenched in the community so i didn't really know anyone i did recall seeing like that picture of like all like all the people trying to put like the the phones and like with their with their titles and such i'm like wow look at all these like you know crazy people all gathered together all at once like come on what is going on (laughs) yeah shout out to that one guy who actually i think they were they were watching us organize it and he was like hey can i get in here and he like had like a t10k or something he made it into the picture though so shout Uh, out to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He slipped his like device in there, like and- <laughs> <laughs> you know, just you know, get 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 rid. Of, if you ignore the the bunch of zeros in the end, like yeah, it's Yotsa T one, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I I finally remember that event that event as well because like um you know I I also remember the the lines that were ridiculous and not too fun. Um, I I was like up at like. 4 a.m. or even earlier than that to try and like because i was also like trying to like um i was in the middle of like do a cosplay as well and then like i was 
uh, lining up and it was just a nightmare just to try and get autographs and people got hurt. It was, it was, uh, it was kind of brutal. That event was, was pretty brutal. <laughs> we were, I think we were there when the, when people were getting trampled. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, it was like, I forgot what time, but it was like five in the morning mm -hmm. and you have like this crowd of weebs just <laughs> and, and like two, a crowd of like weebs, two security guards. And then like they were, the two security guards were just standing there like, oh my God, like, what do we do? Like, they're not going to stop these weebs from like rushing them. And like, it, it was crazy. We actually, so funny story about Kara Expo. I forgot if, I think Clam might've been there too, but while we were in MBN, um, we found out that we there was like a whole lot of people from MBN going to Car oh. Expo, and some of us were also flying in. So, like for me, I flew from New York to Cali. Uh, Clam and Koo were also flying in. So there was like I think I want to say like twelve of us. We all rented an Airbnb, and we called it like the Whale House because like <laughs> a lot of us had like insane like podium titles and everything, mm -hmm. and. I remember it was very fun. It was a, it was just you just crammed a bunch of tears in like a house. And no, we did not cheer in that house. We just had we just enjoyed each other's company. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it, it was it was a crazy crazy experience. It was unforgettable. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. I, I I wish like I knew like some of you like the community a little bit more. I I joined the community much later after I went to Kara Expo, but uh, no, it just definitely seems like a really fun time to hang out with people that like you 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 call really good friends that you build throughout the um the the journey there. And I think what I personally like about Kara Expo the most was that I, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Well, Discord was down during that weekend. So everyone had to interact in person, not like on Discord. You not have people like weebs on their phones, even though they're like literally right beside each other, just on their phones on Discord. Instead, it's like, you know, you actually have to like talk with people. So I thought that was pretty like, you know, a bit of a blessing of disguise. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. it was very surreal kind of matching the face to the to like a discord profile because i yeah. think there's like this disconnect between like your discord profiles like this cute anime girl icon and then you see them in real life and they're not the cute anime girl icon <laughs> like, whoa, your brain goes oh my gosh whoa that's a person yeah yeah, exactly. I, I, I totally agree with that. So, you know, hopefully uh, Kara Expo actually happens, you know, maybe this year, maybe ends up being next year. But, uh, you know, whenever the next Kara Expo is, I hope uh, I'll be able to go and also know a lot more people who are going. So I'm it's there. yeah. 100 yeah. percent. I'm, I'm down yeah, yeah. I'm, super, I'm there super super duper down like because my, my only like i want to like kind of remember like meeting with tears out there and not like you know the 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 horrible scene of the guy right in front of me getting trampled while while uh you know standing in line because that actually happened <laughs> so i saw yeah. a guy actually get trampled it was just it, it was it was oh uh, my gosh yeah it was, it was a yeah, guy i knew I too so it's like uh I remember that I, I, we were running, so we all started running. So I did not start sprinting that moment. I know I keep going back to that moment, but it was very vivid. I swear. I thought my life was like flashing before yeah, my me eyes. Me too, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I saw, I saw Clam and Sky in the crowd and I grabbed them by their right. arms. I dragged, I was like, guys, we gotta get out of here. We're gonna die. <laughs> so I was like running and like dragging Clam and Sky like right behind me. Yeah, I honestly, oh, yeah, that was like probably the closest I've ever had to near death experience. <laughs> yeah, death by weebs. <laughs> oh man, oh man. All right, let's let's move away from this topic. Let's talk a little bit more about 
uh, what ended up happening afterwards, right? Because like there was uh, instances like two, you ended up getting um, third place in in Karata. Um, anything, any notable, um, you know, stories from there? Like, I know, again, it was you tearing once again with uh, everyone's favorite whale uh, pastry. But, uh, um, you know, any, any uh, specific, like, you know, stories you remember about that? Uh, so actually, Karata was, so what happened was, um, I, I forgot which titles I did, but I think, I actually think I took a hiatus after my T10 Roselli vs. Afterglow. I mm-hmm. experienced a lot of burnout because I did two tiers so close together. Yeah. Um, and at that time, Fire Emblem Three Houses, like, came out. So I went through this whole, like, Fire Emblem Three Houses phase. Like, if you guys saw my Twitter, I was, like, a different person. I apologize for that. But, um, <laughs> after that. The funny thing is I told Pastry over dinner. Um, so it was me, Pastry, Bin, and Michaela. And we went out for sushi because we all lived in like the area. I think Bin was visiting. Um, he, he flew in from, I, I, he, he's, he's a West Coaster as well. So mm-hmm. he flew in and we all met up for, I think, Anime NYC the following year. Mm-hmm. And we all went out for sushi. And of course, because we're tears, we came up that on we came up on the topic of like tearing and pastry did say that he was interested in tearing Karata. And, you know, he asked me, he was like, would you like a spot for Karata? And at the time Karata was, you know, it was months down. I think it was a year away. So at the time, you know, I don't really plan tears like that in advance. You'll never really see me make a survey where I'm like, Oh, like I'm going to tear this event a year from now because I really don't know what I'm going to be doing in a year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I kind of just told him that I was like, oh, you know, like, I'm not sure what I'll be doing in a year, but if I'm still tearing, I'll, I'll do it with you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I ended up coming back uh, around Karta and pastry hit me up because he was like, Hey, do you still want um, the, to tear Karta? And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm down. You know, I still have the team. I had the team. I think I had like, very, very, very close to pre-optimal. It was like all fours because I got very lucky and gotcha. And he was like, well, do you want a T10 or do you want a podium spot? Because I believe one of the podium spots was open because it was him for T1 and then me and Hinaya. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was like, oh, okay, like you you two can decide amongst yourself which spot do you want. And, you know, I think Hinaya wanted T2. And I was like, I do not care. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't gunning for any particular spot and, you know, I just want to have a good time. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll just take T, I'll just take T3. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's kind of just what happened. Once again, like after a hiatus of like Bandere, I was kind of just plunged back into the tiering scene and I came back with that T3 and I was very, I remember being very, um, vehem- like very determined to retire at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, like in my thank you and everything, I was like, thanks guys. This is my last tier. You'll never see me again. Uh, it was <laughs> nice knowing you. <laughs> you know? Um, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done tearing after this. And then I think after this title, I, I did like three more teeth. <laughs> you're never really free. Yeah. You never really fully retire. eh? Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, re- retirement is a, is a lie, I suppose. <laughs> it's not real. Nope, yeah. it's not real. Uh, Clam, you also tiered that event, eh? Yes, I did. And how was that overall? Overall, it was really done. <laughs> we yeah. Like, <laughs> the thing is, we like, were mentioning. 
all of like the T10s were parked by day two, and it was a nine day event. Oh so Jesus! Kinda, like sat around, <laughs> just like, like talking in BC or something, while like pastry just like slapped away. Because we were all still there for pastry in the end, but like mm-hmm. once we playing, we were all like pretty much just done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only thing I just vaguely remember from that is um how we changed all our names to Chihayafuru. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was um it was Sal's thank you letter who also T ten. Mm-hmm. She didn't know whose name, so she just called him Wakamiya Shinobu. <laughs> it was so funny, and that just became a running gag. Just they always call Ku Wakamiya. <laughs> Oh boy! I think Koo, the funnier part, Ku like died after that event. He just he just stopped playing. So I think his name just stayed Wakamiya Shinobu for like the Forever. longest time. He just never changed. <laughs> <laughs> that that's crazy. That's crazy. And funny enough, yeah, that, I know for sure. Like that was Sal's first like big tearing event. That was also like my first like tearing experience too. So um, you know, it's pretty cool to see like people uh, end up getting like the T ten. I was like, whoa, like these people are really cool. So. Um, and obviously that's how I uh, spiraled into tiering as well. But um, yeah, it's like, I think one thing, one key takeaway out of this uh, discussion is that um, no, no uh, lunch dates or dinner dates with New York bank dreamers. You're going to get whale fluence. So <laughs> I will, whale I will, too. I will take notes and uh, make sure I don't, uh, don't follow that. <laughs> um, Clem, um, you then afterwards, right? Because, you know, this is when it was closer to your, your, your T1, because eventually this uh, random Nanami event, uh, let's perfect our collection was, was coming up, but you know, what kind of decided or, or what helped you decide that that was going to be an event that you wanted to to tier and actually gun for T1? There's a really funny picture that I have to find. Of, like, <laughs> like, this was when like Morphonica like was in like the data mines, like before we even like even got announced, like mm. we saw like we saw their names, we saw their like, we heard their voices, we saw like their characters. I'm like, you know what? I want to tier for Nanami this is i like i'm already like interested in doing this and then like i'm literally like if nanami gets a mixed verse like two months before it gets announced mm-hmm. i'm like if nanami gets in mixed verses i will t1 and sure enough that's the first event she gets i'm like all right let's go <laughs> <laughs> let's get it eh? and that was like that was the first time i kind of just experienced like planning i know sue was talking about how like planning out like an event like so very long in advance is like kind of just like not her thing and also come to learn it's not really my thing either because like i found it like very just like it makes it like just stressful or like anxious waiting for it to like Mm. happen but eventually the event came around uh i i think it was like i felt more than ready for it uh i did like just just below 24 hours and then i got sent to the hospital oh because uh, I, I kind of forgot to eat or drink the entire time but eventually though i was able to like you know like recover from it and get well on pace and thanks to everyone's support i was able to get the t1 man that's that you know again that's also like the the scary thing about tearing right like you really have to like you know you're, you're pushing yourself a lot to play so many hours and then you know sometimes you have to remind yourself that health is your the first uh, most important thing uh it's you're you're definitely not the first per- person uh, on this podcast who mentioned like you know halfway through tearing where uh health concerns happen but uh 
glad you were okay. Um, you you were able to. Yeah, it, it wasn't like a serious shock or anything like that. Yeah. But it was just like it was something that just had to be taken care of. And yeah. Recovering from that, and honestly, I was kind of really happy with how I finished out the event. So yeah. I was like glad it happened. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's great to hear, Clam. When you mentioned like you know wanting to tear for Nanami because that was like when you when like again when the data mines were just out you weren't even like officially released like did you immediately be say when you saw Nanami even maybe even not knowing her personality you were like okay yep that's that's it I'm tearing for her like is that like how how it went or yeah just off of design that yeah. was like definitely like the big part of it but then like we started learning more about them and like I started reading like uh, Morphonica story translations and mm-hmm. she was definitely the one I like gravitated towards the most mm-hmm. and like Morphonica in general I came to like really appreciate a lot as my second for favorite sure. band. Yeah. Yeah. Mor- Morphonica definitely for sure. They're, they're a very, uh, very well, good, well designed band as well. So, um, yeah, well that, that's really good to hear, uh, Clem. And I guess, so, you know, for our, our listeners out there, right. Uh, uh, you know, lesson learned, right. Make sure you, uh, you know, tearing is good, but, Make sure you take care of yourself and um, you know, make sure health is a priority as well. And as uh, we mentioned in previous uh, uh, tearing experiences as well, right? Um, uh, managing your time, also something to keep in mind, right? You know, it's not uh, it's not easy to balance, let's say, work or uh, a master's program, for instance. Uh, that's uh, uh, not easy. I'm actually kind of glad that talking about this, I'm kind of glad that like I kind of started tearing when... I was now a productive member of society, not necessarily at school. Um, I feel like when if you're like tearing during like school, that's just wow, that's that's crazy. Like you have to like study for exams and homework, all the stress of like exams and stuff. I don't know if I could, I would personally be able to do that. Um, it's uh, quite yeah, quite unlike work, you can't. You can't call out of exams. You can't call out of a <laughs> Yeah, you can't. You can't like email your prof. Be like, can I postpone my exam? I, I'm playing this game called Bang Jim Girls Fan Party. <laughs> I think it's kind of the opposite for me, though. Okay. Like, I think with work, it's like I just like there's just giant chunks of the day that like I, I can't really play the game. Mm-hmm. And when I get home, I'm just like, oh, I have to play the game, but I'm tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, I have like tiered before a few times with the work, and I mean, like, it's fine if it's just like you know, like if it's like a chill event or if it's just like a T10. But like, mm-hmm. I can't really imagine like doing a podium unless like I take off work, which is mm-hmm. also kind of like, limited as well. I yeah. think school you have a little bit more flexibility to play, but like if it like lines up during exams, then it's just unlucky. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, again, it's all a matter of like trying to balance your schedule well, and you know, you don't want to sacrifice your 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 work or your studies like too hard in order to get uh you know your your title. So, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people it's just a matter of like trying to find that time management skill, and you know, for for the two of you being pretty seasoned tiers, it just became a a thing, right? A natural thing where you kind of eventually learn about yourself a bit more and, and figure out what your limits are and how you're able to best manage uh, your time. Yeah, I honestly, I think that every every tiering thing, I think if you want to get into the world, the world of tiering, I think the main thing, the smartest thing to do would definitely be to treat each tiering experience, no matter how many times you do it, as like a learning experience. So mm-hmm. every single time I tiered, I was like making mental notes of like what worked and what didn't work where like you know for example like oh like you know vc kept me up i'm going to do this or like listening to music kept me up so i'm just going to do this and then kind of like tweaking your behavior depending on how you're feeling and 
kind of testing your limits and also paying attention to what other people do as well. Um, so that's kind of just how, you know, despite having all these tiers, it's like, you know, like it's still a learning experience. I still learn so much about what I can do and like what works for me. And like, you know, even when it's getting down to like nitty gritty things like, oh, like I think that three hours of sleep is optimal for my body specifically. Or like when I meal prep too, like I remember for Brighter Brighter, I meal prep pasta. So I tried eating pasta at six in the morning and it was a terrible, terrible <laughs> idea for me personally because my body just like I food coma like right afterwards. So oh, I was boy. like, okay. Next year, we're not doing pasta. So, you know, kind of just like making adjustments and every every tiering you use is like a learning experience. And that's kind of just how you get better at it. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure, for sure. No, no pasta and pasta palettes events. Noted, noted. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, again, that was, you know, again, for both of you, thank you so much to the two of you for sharing a lot of terms of your bang dream um hearing experiences it's great to hear that you know all the amazing achievements you you've obtained and some of them have been like many years ago um others a little bit more recent but regardless uh you know just gonna give my uh, congratulations to, to both of you once more in terms of your uh your your tearing achievements thank you thank you hey everyone it's phil here hope you're enjoying the episode so far as a reminder, The Refill Studio is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And feel free to subscribe to your favorite platform so that you're up to date with all the weekly episodes. And if you really enjoy it, feel free to leave a comment and give a high rating on any of the platforms you use. All that support is greatly appreciated. If you really want to support my content and The Refill Studio, consider joining The Filler Nation by either subscribing to my Twitch channel or by joining the Patreon. Uh, links in the description below. Any support uh, is greatly appreciated. And again, I want to give a big shout out and thank you to all the Filler Nation members who have been constantly supporting me. And you'll be featured in this video every time. So uh, definitely check it out if you are interested. And for our Filler Nation members, again, I greatly appreciate your support. We have a channel, the Refill Academy VODs channel, where there'll be uh, VODs of my streams as well as possible other side projects on the side. So uh, check out the card above if you'd like to subscribe and check out other content that I may be doing in the future. And of course, feel free to join the Unga Academy Discord server. Links in the description below so that you could be up to date with uh, the live recordings of the Refill Studio podcast, as well as contribute to the studio question uh, that happens in every episode. So check it out, and thank you all so much for support. Uh, the Refill Studio episode will resume shortly. Now, of course, um, eventually, um, Sega decided, hey, why don't we make this other series um, called oh boy. Uh, <laughs> Project Seikai. <laughs> What's the name? <laughs> Hatsune Miku, Colorful Stage Project Seikai. So <laughs> something like that. So that, you know, game back along the lines of that. So, you know, for the two of you, um, I, I, you know, either of you could, could uh, answer this, but like, you know, for the two of you, what, what, I guess, as a curiosity, what kind of made you so, so interested into the series in, in, in Project Seikai to the point where, you know, you decide to, you know, both of you decided, you know, it's, it's about time to, to migrate. So I guess my short, the short answer, the short question, the short version of my question is what, I guess, what does Project Seikai have that made you feel that does something better than, than, than Bang Dream that, you know, convinced you to, to, to move 
to that game. Project Sekai has Mizuki Akiyama and Gang Dream does not. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> Valid uh, answer. I actually, just, <laughs> I actually just noticed me and Clem actually have matching Mizu and a. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we did not plan this before. <laughs> yeah yeah i think for me though it wasn't even like it wasn't even like the gameplay part that like really like drew me in to be honest Mm -hmm. like but it was mostly just like the fact that it's like all these like old vocaloid songs that like i loved when i was like way younger and like had like that little vocaloid phase too and it's like all the songs that like i remember from my childhood and i'm like oh these were so good and like Mm -hmm. hearing them like covered by like real singers now too while also hearing like the originals was just like oh my god this is insane Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's how Clam, i really started getting interested in it yeah i i remember clam was actually the one they got into it before me and i was not interested in project sekai at all i actually like muted the, <laughs> i muted the chat i was like oh this is this is a rhythm game i'm not Irrelevant. gonna get into a rhythm, <laughs> rhythm game yeah and then i think in another chat they were talking about this character this pink-haired character named mizuki and I was, it started, the, the small domino was me asking, oh, who is that? And Clam was like explaining to me who Mizuki was. And I, it piqued my interest. It was actually during Mizuki's first focus event during the Kamiyama High Festival on mm-hmm. the JP server. So that night that I asked who Mizuki was, I spent like, five hours re-rolling for a Mizuki account, rolling for that specific four-star card because it was kind of just love at first sight. Mm. I just thought Mizuki was like so stunning. Um, And it was, you know, after that, I just started playing on the JP server. I actually had never played on the JP server as a main account, at least. I did download like JP Bandary, Mm -hmm. um, I think for Noble Rose, because I thought that was like a really neat set. I kind of just did the gotcha and that was it. Um, but for this one, I actually kept my account and I like tiered on this JP account too. So, uh, that, that was kind of like the small domino, uh, for me at least. So Clam, I, I attribute that to Clam, um, <laughs> telling me who, who Mizuki Akiyama is. And now I'm here. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for you, Clam, like, uh, you know, in your case, uh, you know, what, what, what made Anna so special to you? To be honest, I can't even remember. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was like I think most of it just came from like um like voice and design. So for like, sure. I like picked out I picked out a bunch of faves from each group. I'm like, all right, so like I'm just gonna like go look into these ones and then I started reading more into those like um the band stories and then I went into more of the character stories and eventually settled on the Shinonobe siblings as my favorites. Mm-hmm. And ever since then I just like, you know been obsessed with them <laughs> yeah for, for sure for sure I, I think i was like pretty similar because like when i first got into projects again i'm not like as of course i'm like not nearly as big into it as as you two are um but uh you know when i first got into the, the series I, I definitely like looked over the characters and be like oh who do i like like design wise and such and it, it ended up like i don't know what happened to me but like or like it just kind of like a, a couple of choices here and there i also knew that like nigo was probably going to be like my favorite unit like just looking at like how they um, like the songs and the characters, I, I really like them, um, and I, I definitely drew to Anna quite a bit as well. When uh, after you know learning a bit more, and and then I realized, wait a second, this is another uh, 
older sister character with the uh, inferior inferiority complex who hates carrots. Uh oh, uh oh. I, I might have a, a little trend here of like who I like. <laughs> um, I think I think it's the carrots. They yeah, have to hate carrots. Yeah, they have to hate carrots and you know <laughs> and such. So it was uh, it was uh, quite a coincidence. But uh, either way, uh, you know, because again, getting into a, a new game entirely—that's obviously like uh, a big, big like jump like a big jump they have to do right you both mentioned how you initially were kind of into sif and then initially jumping into bandary was kind of hard but then you know things started spiraling down and now it's the same for project seikai um and you two now playing that now when it comes to your experiences in tiering maybe just first enlighten us for maybe some of our our, our bandary listeners who may not be as familiar with how other games work but uh, maybe in your opinions um you know what what makes Project Seikai tiering different, uh, maybe similar, maybe better, maybe worse. Uh, any any insight about any, any of the tiering? Could it be for JP? It could be for Ian. I, I know, you know, we have experienced tiering JP, and uh, you know, probably the the uh, <laughs> the um, the JP is a is, is difficult. Let's just, you know, that's hardest thing ever. But uh, you know, maybe share some 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 of your thoughts about tiering in Seikai versus Bandari. I already know what Clem is going to say. I, I think we already have the same thing online. We, we complain about it all the time, all the time. It is way more expensive. Yeah. That's why when you said you weren't into it, I was like, okay, good. You should not, not, I, I, wouldn't, wish it, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. It's that guy tearing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the main reason, and again, just uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, uh, and for those who may not be familiar, the main reason why it's a bit more expensive is, well, there's a few reasons. One, um, a lot of the times you might even have to do like 10 flame, even though it's like may not be the Maybe most like 10. ideal, but um, 10 flame, 10 flaming is a, is a real thing and cans burn down very quickly. And also, um, you know, getting dupes is a is a good thing, unlike in Bandari. Um, where dupes can help you with uh, improving your your score quite significantly too. So um, yeah, that makes things it, very it got expensive. To the point, yeah, it, it got to the point where we started stockpiling dupe cards. <laughs> I remember we, someone was like doing the math for specifically like high tiering, and of course I'm talking about like high tiering on the JP server as well. Mm -hmm. So. You know, tearing on a JP server where the player base is just like insanely high comparatively to um, the the Ian server, of course, mm -hmm. uh, where it is much less competitive. There's just less people willing to go that high. Um, so I'm actually not sure if you're aware, but I did get a JP T10 um, for a Nego event, Ooh. and that was kind of. It was definitely a different experience than any Ian tiering. Whereas I would say Ian tiering, both in Bandrei and also now on Ian Sekai as well, it's, you're kind of in the smaller bubble because, like I said, there's not a lot of people who are willing to spend, you know, a lot of money into a game. Most of the people on Ian, it, you know, they're more casual, more like fish, like dolphin level spending. But you know, on the JP server, there is like tons of people where you know they're willing to pour in this amount of money um they are very like dedicated and it's like a very serious thing so mm -hmm. being having to switch between that where you're in the small community and you're kind of working towards this goal versus like um on the jp side 
you mostly tier in like Twitter rooms. So if you post a Twitter room with a code and um, you can also like tweak requirements, you get a room like very instantly mm-hmm. and it's very sustainable. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's very easy to get in a room and it's also mm-hmm. very sustainable. Um, so you can kind of like keep the momentum going. So they're just two very different experiences between high tiering on the JP tier, you know, obviously besides like price mm-hmm. um, and Ian tiering, which is like a completely different um, thing where you kind of have to play into like the servers play into, I guess, more like server politics. Whereas like in on the JP server, you can just post your tweet and then you're off running and you can oh. play for however long you can play for. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's uh, it's quite different. You answered a, a bit of both what I wanted wanted to talk about, both in terms of like the in-game experience, but also like the community experience. It actually seems quite different to JP Seikai compared to like pretty much any other game that many of us are, are familiar with. So, yeah. You mentioned how like there's um there could be like a good thing about it and like a bad thing about it. But I think the one really good incentive for like tiering in that game is mm-hmm. what, like and I think this like genius, it's character ranks, which is like you um you level up like your bond with a character or like mm-hmm. you level up their bond between characters. And like they do um there's a lot of ways of increasing it too. You don't have to just tier. You can just like play solo live all day long. You can make costumes, you can buy stamps, you can do all that stuff. And I think that like really incentivizes like playing more and more, like not even just for like tiering, but just like casually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still a... find like the most like fun aspects about it. I, I definitely agree. Nothing with that. that I've seen from any um I have not seen that from any rhythm game, whereas like you know, in the beginning, when you play Bandery, you are incentivized to play more because you have the stories to unlock. You know, you have the um, bands that you want to see more of. And that's where kind of the playing um, ends. You know, once you hit, once you reach that level cap, you've unlocked all the stories. And then the only thing after that would be the events. Whereas in Sekai, you have, if you do, I think the max number you can play for um, character, like leader lives, if you have like, Enna as your leader and you do like 10,000 games with her, you can slowly work your your gauge up to like get more prizes. You get like the coveted stickers. I don't know if you've heard about the sticker that you can only unlock by like doing X amount of things for this character and mm. they give you multiple avenues and it's like great because you can set long-term goals, but it's also bad because if you're used to throwing your wallet at your things, uh, <laughs> you, it entices you more to spend money Uh-oh. on the game because you want that title. So, you know, it's a blessing and it's a curse uh, oh. at, at the same time. <laughs> I think uh, the people at Sega have done very good jobs of uh, figuring out like, the behavior of uh, of players and like how to maintain uh, player attention and get them to to spend more. I think they've uh, done a, a, a scarily good job <laughs> with this game. Um, and, and it's funny because like when I when I think about Seikai, like I, I haven't like really like put too much focus on Seikai personally. Uh, I've done like a little bit of like I tried to like casually tier and I think I've like I've never really gotten boated in in, in Iandori like at all. But like for some reason in Iasekai, maybe it's because like, you know, it's maybe the aforementioned things like, oh, we're not I'm not in like really in like a tiering server. I'm not like really like tiering with friends. So it makes the experience a lot like, uh, you know, a lot not as enjoyable. Like I've been like boated like twice already in, in Iasekai. It's just like, oh, well, um, and it's all like, you know, try. It's just like, I don't know. It's just. It's it's very different. It is quite different, but um, it's a it's I still really quite enjoy the series. It's a really fun series, and I could definitely see why a lot of people um, 
do enjoy it and for good ways and also the 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 whale way so <laughs> um yeah it's uh it's pretty pretty quite neat there um i guess one one more thing like maybe we could talk a little bit more about your individual experiences in tiering in in seikai you've already um so you already mentioned a bit about your your t10 and such and you know i applaud to you for that because you're you're definitely one of the few people in the Endori community that have a jpt10 and that's just <laughs> jpt10 and in seikai that's just that's crazy that's that's honestly like what what a feat that's a i no words to describe how how crazy that is but um in terms of like maybe like the two of you and your recent um Iendori kind of uh, or not Iendori, Ian Seikai. I believe both of you have Ian Seikai titles as well. Like how did how did that experience go? And I think uh too we could start with you with your um I believe it's first place in the in the Kamiko event, was it? Yes, that event, like I previously mentioned, was my first event on JP Sekai as well. It was mm. kind of the event that kicked off my I guess my my love for Mizuki. Um, so this event was extremely important to me on the Ian Sekai server. I think, you know, like going into Ian Sekai, we didn't even know it was going to exist, but in the back of my mind, I was like, if Ian Sekai ever becomes a thing, I need to get that title. That is like my, that is like the event for me. Like mm. I, I was like so determined to do it. Um, and I actually had competition for the very first time in any, any, um, tiering ex- uh, adventure that I've had, uh, there was another person in the Inseka community who was also going to go for it as well. And it was my first time having competition. So, you know, it was extremely terrifying. I had never fought anyone for a podium before. Mm. Um, you know, I this person had, you know, been building up like a repertoire because uh, they were tiering previously as well. So, you know, how in Ian Sekai, uh, you know, you have this smaller kind of like bubble of tiering. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you have to play like the server politics where, you know, preferably you are more well known um, and you have like a lot of people willing to support you. And I, I definitely was at a disadvantage because, you know, I had a lot of people who were close to me and, but, you know, my server was like comparably smaller than their, than the competing server. Um, so it was like, you know, it was their server, which was like 200 something people versus like my server, which only had like 50 something people in it. Mm-hmm. And then even within that 50 people, uh, not all of them played Sekai too. So, mm-hmm. you know, they were kind of just there for moral support. So it was very, very scary. Um, and that event, I kind of pushed my, that was like my true limits. I had never uh, previously in any event tested out like my limits like how long it can stay up for etc cetera, etc cetera. so i actually broke a lot of records during that um tier specifically so i was able to stay awake for like 62 hours i was awake for 62 hours because the event uh the day of the event i did not take off for work so i was awake that morning um but i did get a good night's sleep Mm-hmm. And I played for about 51-ish, like, hours. Wow. And I got to the point where uh, Clam was, like, one of the people. I had a VC support set up, and Clam was yelling at me. He was like, Sue, you can do it. You can stay <laughs> awake. You Because <guys." laughs> I was, like, hallucinating. I was, like, very delirious at that point. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, that was a very scary event for me on multiple fronts. Um, I'm very surprised that I was able to get the T1, you know, it was very humbling. Uh, my opponent and I, we fought very 
we fought very hard. Um, but I was, uh, you know, I, I, I was the one who was able to pull through, I think, cause the event was like very like important to me. Sure. Um, so I'm very happy that I was able to secure that title. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I imagine that it was, it was probably quite difficult because I know probably a lot of your friends, you, you know, you, all of you play JP Seikai and that, you know, a lot of, for them, they probably consider JP Seikai to be like the main game for them not necessarily en seikai so i'm not sure if like some of your friends were ended up like you know download en seikai just for the sake of helping you fill um i don't know if that was a thing uh so it kind of was i know a couple people came to me and were like hey like if you have an alt account for you know if you had like a reroll account a spare reroll i'll help you um fill unfortunately I did not have any spare rerolls but mm -hmm. surprisingly uh, the people that pulled through, uh, actually one of them is listening right now. It was, um, I'm not going to say any names, but one of them, <laughs> the, someone who is listening right now, uh, was very like helpful during that event, pulled very long hours for me. Um, and surprisingly what we weren't expecting as well, uh, was a lot of boomer bandery cheerers came out of the woodwork and we saw them downloading Sekai all of a sudden. And Aww. we were like, Hey, we know that person, you know, like, I, I know you, you know, I remember you asleep and like, you know, R2 and like a lot of like, um, older Bandery tears, uh, who I haven't seen in quite a while, kind of reintroduced me to them via Sekai and I got to see their faces again and nice. also Bin as well. <laughs> yeah, it did feel, it did kind of feel like an Avengers Assemble kind of <laughs> moment where I was like, wow, like all these people who I teared with, you know, a couple years ago, I remember the last time I teared with Hiri, Hiri, uh, she, it was her first, like, it was her first T10. Summer Zelia was her first T10 in Bandery. Mm. And, you know, all of a sudden she's, I'm seeing her and I'm playing Ian Sekai with her. And it, it was kind of like crazy, you know, seeing all these like old, old boomers coming out of the woodwork. And I kind of just pulled them in because we knew and they were extremely helpful. You know, I, I owe it all to the people in my server for that event because we were able to like, you know, with like room upkeep because, you know, it, it, unlike Bandery, um, room composition, like the people in your room actually matter, which, mm -hmm. which is a really dumb rule in Sekai, which is why you yeah. should never cheer Sekai. That's a whole other <laughs> can of worms. But yeah, the people, the room composition actually matters. Um, so, you know, uh, it, it was very, it was very uh, surprising to see all that support. And I was very like, I was very happy. It, it, it was like, I, I have no way to express like how happy that made me to see like all my, all these old friends, like coming back and kind of like supporting me. I was very humbled by it. Well, that, well what an amazing experience and, and, and story too, especially just seeing like a bunch of old faces again, just coming back and being able to support you uh, a second time. That's, that's all like, you know, what makes tearing so fun? Like when, you know, especially when you have someone who really wants to go for the title and, you know, have all these people supporting you or you're the one supporting them. Um, it's always very like inspiring and, and, and really great to hear. So big shout outs to all the, the Bandrai boomers and the quote unquote mysterious listener listening to right now <laughs> shout outs to uh to them as well um so so again to a big congrats on that uh that title again again it's been quite some time but you know, regardless so good stuff there um and clam i know uh you had a, a recent experience with uh 
Project Sekaitering and is actually very, very recent uh, to the point where we even have to move this uh, recording to a different day because of it. Uh, but uh, how was that experience like? I, I don't know if this was your first hearing experience in Sekai or, you know, how, how did that go? This was actually my second experience now. Again? And I, I said it wasn't going to happen again after the first. Uh, <laughs> a, a certain listener in here whose name will not be said. <laughs> a bunch of T1s are going for this event, so you should join in on the wall. And I'm like, you know, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm there. <laughs> so my T1 came a few months ago, which was, I think, not too long after Sue's. And this was for the Shizuku banner in my color. Or mm-hmm. color of myself, whichever like you want to say it. Um, I took a different approach from Sue. Well, Sue t- like Sue had like all the boomers assemble from like Bandori. Like I ended up like trying to get like to know more about like the Ian Sekai community, the people who've like mm-hmm. never really played Bandori. Mm-hmm. So like I met a lot of new faces from there. Because uh, I also dragged along Bells with me, who's also a very like whale Bandori player. Oh yeah. Uh, she was my T two, and we tiered together. Uh, we met a lot of new people from it. Like, it's at the same time, we also kind of like tiered just between us because it was a really like quiet event, I guess. So mm-hmm. we was mostly just us, like, you know, hanging in there with each other and just whenever people would stop by to like fill, we'd like, all right, come on in. Cause uh, this was like towards the time when um it was still viable to like two man because like you didn't really need to like fully um like have these super uber competitive rooms to tier high so we would just like tier people would stop in and out it was a very like casual event like meeting meeting some people seeing some old faces come around again uh for t10 it was a different story they were like sprinting for their lives from pubs who were playing like 24 plus hours oh man catch up (laughs) and to the point where like one of our runners who actually is another bandori player uh tiram is uh they had to like leave work early and like pretend oh. to be sick just to come home and, run oh, no. and like they were like out of T10 for a moment, but like we assembled like the Avengers of boosters, like because like Sue mentioned how like team composition matters. Like mm-hmm. there's like the whalest people ever coming together to help her, and we were able to keep them in T10. <laughs> it was uh, wow. it was a nail biting experience. That that is uh wow that's something you know get, getting off of work and be like you know I'm sick I'm sick of of uh boat boat sickness <laughs> gotta go home seasick <laughs> oh, yeah a little seasick there yeah <laughs> well you know in your opinion how, how like again we we haven't heard too much from you but like in terms of like uh, say Kai like overall like what how do you feel about like the the experience of it like uh, and also maybe like maybe share a little bit about what you think about the the community as well like how is that overall like to my honest opinion i'm like starting to like kind of i'm i'm starting to really appreciate bandori tiering again okay because, or like not that i would do it again in yeah, the yeah. future at the very least mm-hmm. but I'm like, it's kind of appreciating that, like, you can just take, like, a bunch of podiums and a bunch of T10s, stuff them in the one room and watch as they all just mune together. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, Sekai, you're going to need, like, you, like, it's kind of in, like, ra- unless it's, um, unless like a chill event in, like, competitive cases, you're going to need people who aren't tiering to help you because they're the ones with the big whale teams that are going to help, like, beat your competition with you. Yeah. So it's kind of like a different, like, um, 
it's a different environment basically is what i'm trying to get at yeah yeah like i i, I could definitely see how like you know bandery you could have like very overlapping um roles right where like you know if you spend this x amount of like finance or funds and such like you could have someone who's like a, a really good tier also a carry team also like you know will play long hours and like you can kind of like have a role compression there and by the south of seikai like you might have like people specifically like these are like gacha whales that are specifically there just to like boost the room and then these other people are just like actually like tiering um you know maybe not necessarily have the the resources to um you know maybe they need to use the resources for the actual tiering part not necessarily the um um you know the the, the gacha part but it's pretty interesting to, to hear what i've learned from like smaller tier like smaller servers and like bandori side mm -hmm. at least is like your best fillers are people who tier with you yeah so like they will like so if there's like a competitive t10 they will be in your rooms 24 7 running for their lives with you mm -hmm. so it's definitely like really helpful to have them definitely definitely well clam it's good to hear that uh, you are able to also get your uh your your t1 there um alongside bells and then of course uh uh recently another uh I believe that you you you're able to to fend off the chaser in T10 for the the recent <laughs> event as well. Yes, did... sir. Uh, All right. I just parked a few hours ago, actually. Nice, <laughs> nice. It's just about to end too. Thankfully. Okay, well, that's um, great. It wasn't um, it wasn't really a stressful experience either. Mm -hmm. It was mostly just like it's like the like the slow the wall is approaching you, and you just mm -hmm. gotta like, all right, we gotta we gotta keep running. There's no stopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, it's, for um, sure. It was also Ian Sekai's first instance of uh, the Cheerful Carnival event. Mm -hmm. And it's like basically what Team Live is in Bandori, but like with a few exceptions. Mm -hmm. And aside from servers being uh, not the best, and it's kind of, it's a common theme in JPs as well. Mm -hmm. it's a, it was a lot of fun, like playing through like random songs and like meeting pubs and like spamming stamps with them. It's like, it's definitely a different experience and i had a lot of fun with it okay well that's great that's great again um getting a like a like or uh, you're going to secure a t10 title uh in the very first uh yen uh cheerful uh, carnival or yeah cheerful carnival event uh that's a that's an achievement to to put the your you know just be like first boomer cheerful carnival yen Sekai <laughs> title you know so <laughs> big props to you guys uh for both of you for doing uh you know doing both uh, all these tiering achievements again it's just crazy to see how how motivated you two are in terms of tiering and it's just so great to see all the achievements now um are there any future events i know again retirement is a word we've we've mentioned a few times but uh you know is there are there future events are there any extra future plans for any of you in the future for tiering uh, so I actually have a podium upcoming in a couple days. Oh, distance. <laughs> you mentioned an upcoming tier. I'm actually going to be tearing uh, Mizuki's second focus banner. Nice. Uh, and I am going for podium. Okay. All right. Well, all, all the best to you too. Hopefully, uh, it will be uh, smooth sailing there. Yeah, and Clam, any any whale thoughts for you too? You said that you know every time. Oh, I'm gonna stop, but uh... retirement is at least not for a long while. I All don't right. see them happening. Probably like maybe in like a half a year or so. I think should be around the next time. But half like, a year's not that long. <laughs> don't say that, please. Don't say that. <laughs> like that's that's also on um, Ian Sekai's side for Endori. 
kind of considering something for next year but like mm. that's again that's way too far in the future and it's only t10 it's nothing like, okay that's like fair that. i think i'm 100 percent done with podiums at the very least that's fair that's fair well for either of you again both of you all the best in your future events whether it's a few days enough or, or a whole year from now um all the best in your uh, tiering adventures and i'm sure that again listeners uh you'll be able to follow uh of course our, our guests uh uh, through uh, through Twitter or through our Discord server. You'll be able to interact with them if you want to uh, come show your support. So I'm sure they greatly appreciate that. Yeah. Um, before we go, for the two of you, again, it has been a great uh, time speaking with the two of you. I just want to briefly talk about a studio question that I ask our, our, our uh, Discord members. So um, every week uh, in the podcast, uh, I have a studio question that I our Discord server's uh, members ask or answer and uh all their answers will be on the the video as well um but for this week i asked uh, our members uh what would be a dream collaboration event for you in bang dream um so i'm gonna also ask this question to you two i don't know if you two have any ideas of what possible collaborations uh, uh you may want to see bang dream even though again you know both of you've kind of so slowly moved out out of out of bang dream but maybe a dream collaboration event that might bring you back uh into bang dream <laughs> for just a little bit i think all right so i have one realistic and unrealistic I okay think for realistic i would love to see super sentai for ras that mm -hmm. would be really really cool i think that would fit a lot and i think for unrealistic anything with simpha gear man <laughs> I'm, <in front> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not i'm not in the i don't think it's out of the realm of impossibility like for instance like Aiba Aina is literally Nanamizuki, you know? Like, she sang, like, four of her songs. You know, I don't think it's out of the, the realm of possi uh, uh, impossibility. I, I, you know, we could hope. We could pray. <laughs> uh, uh, Sue, what about you? Do you have any any thoughts of uh, possible collaboration? Uh, I mean, I as a joke, I think I said in the chat, like, banner times retirement as myself. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. But <laughs> I think an honest answer to that question, I think uh, one franchise that I would say is like a, a very like always on the net on the on the nail is like Pokemon because mm. I love Pokemon personally. So like I, I mean like I know Pokemon. I, I feel like it's very unrealistic because it's Pokemon and Nintendo and they're like a huge like you know like company. Like who what kind of game rhythm gotcha game needs to collab with Pokemon? You know it's already huge. Um, exactly. But it would be nice to see like you know like not not a specific band but just like kind of seeing the direction of like um maybe like typings or like seeing what characters have like what pokemon assigned to them um that would definitely get me back into uh that would definitely get me back into the game i would say yeah again i think that would be a pretty interesting one and again um d4dj again also a a game owned by bushiroad the same as bang dream uh, they have uh uh, they do have a cover of the original Pokemon theme song um, in there. Um, whether or not that could actually end up being so relevant enough to make a full-blown uh, collaboration is is yet to be seen. But, you know, fingers crossed, maybe. We'll see how it goes. There hasn't been a, a big collaboration in, 
in quite some time. There has been like the like the out of the game, like the Omori um, ones, for instance. Um, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see if there's any like in-game collaborations, maybe some big ones in the future. Um, there's going to be some of uh, one of our, our Discord members and uh, they're gonna, their responses are going to be uh, on the video as well. And they're going to share your answers. And of course, uh, for our listeners out there, feel free to comment below as well as to what kind of uh, collaboration you may want to see um, in the future uh, with Bang Dream. So yeah, pretty pretty interesting discussion. Um, like, and copyright is like a big big pain in the ass. So you know, we'll, we'll see uh, if uh, how how Bushi Road kind of walks around it. The one thing that you know, again, like we uh, one thing I, before we we end the subject here, I feel like Ian Dory. It's like kind of funny because like you know we give Ian Dory a lot of flack and a lot of shit, right? But like I think surprisingly they've kind of walked around like the copyright things decently well like surprisingly well like in the beginning there's definitely some songs that like acts like immediately but i feel like there's some songs where like oh that might get copyrighted and they kind of like find a way so um <laughs> i think if there's one thing that like i give a little bit of just you know a little bit of props to ian dory i think their the copyright team is kind of doing a, a above average job <laughs> yeah we have like a lot of songs stuck in like limbo for a while you mm-hmm. know um Namai Kaibutsu was also one that was stuck in limbo for a while. We finally got that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We got we got Discotech too. Yeah, Discotech, Everlasting Guilty Crown. Uh, there was a point where I really thought CQCQ was not going to be in the game, but they found a way <laughs> to put that in there too. So, um, yeah. I think the only big ones we're missing are probably like God Knows and Shinai. Yeah, God knows and shit. I, I actually I actually messaged Lucia one day. I was like, oh, after Discotech got in the game, I'm like, shit, uh, uh, Lucia, uh, when, when is Shinai going to be into the game? Like, is, is there any news on that? And his answer was no comment. <laughs> 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 I got shut down so hard. I was so sad. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite hey, songs, too. At least we got Baby Shark. That's, yeah. that's the one upside. The, the very shark. important one. Baby Shark. Imagine... I. I I mean, I've talked to some people about that too. Like, imagine tearing Baby Shark with that because that event I think was Poppy Ween. I think with Baby Shark, or was that with Nyan Cat? I don't remember. Nyan Cat uh, was Ween. Uh, Baby Shark was Full Bloom, and I remember oh. that because that was the that was the T10 I, that like I that I had that we didn't cover. And I just remember Homie Dixon trying to tear the entire event with Baby Shark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! I remember when when Nyan Cat uh, came out. I think I was so shocked, and also like it, it was a mixture of like shock, horror, and nostalgia that I couldn't even finish the map. I like failed it. <laughs> yeah, see, I re- I think I remember the Ian Dory team did, did a a poll on what uh, collaboration they want to see next. Like that, that's how Baby Shark and Nyan Cat got in it. And I don't think we've heard results from that yet. And um, I'm kind of scared to hear the results. I think it's best maybe we don't hear the results. But there is no way they want it. If we're gonna hear it, they're gonna be, like. If we see the results, watch them be like 25th, and like they somehow got in because they couldn't get one through 24. Yeah, basically, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, aside, but you know, we'll see what kind of collaborations we'll see in the future with. Uh, uh, with bang dream but um either way for the both of you uh, it has been a great pleasure having both of you on the stage today on this uh on this uh refill studio uh, are there any last words that any of you want to share uh to any of our listeners before we uh end off today 
don't don't get play loaded. projects that guy it's, it's, it's a bad game it, it's a bad game <laughs> says the, the you know the, the t1 haver <laughs> I didn't I have, have, we have extreme time have experience we'll, we'll vouch for you Stay <laughs> it, it's it's always the people right all these people that with their like big titles right with their t1s and their podiums it's like they're, they're always the one who are vouching don't play the game guys <laughs> whether it's uh great it's just Tier responsibly. Tier responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you know, especially with Tier, right? Once you play a game for so long, you know, either whether it's Bang Dream or or Project Zekai Raft, you play a game for so long, it, it gets to the point where you you kind of like you know you, you you enjoy it so much. Either you enjoy it so much that you start to like you know talk talk shit about it, but um, or you just like flat out be like, okay, <laughs> no more. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I but, think you be, you kind of just become that that one Steam meme that where where the guy's like, "This is my favorite." I hate this game; it's the worst game ever. And it's like <laughs> they have like that. Yeah, I know that's us. Well, either way, um, you know, for our lovely uh, whale guests here, they're just I guess uh, letting our viewers know: don't whale, you know, or or tear responsibly. So. <laughs> we'll see we'll see if there are listeners actually um listen to uh listen to uh that advice but either way um thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the refill studio and again um this has been complete but you get your cans ready we'll refill on the next set uh in our next episode with our next set of special guests but until then uh, don't forget uh, all of our podcasts uh, you can listen to any of uh, on your favorite podcast platforms spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that fun stuff. And don't forget to, of course, um, join the Academy Discord server. You can interact with the studio question that we have every week, as well as our special guests over. So um, until then, everyone, we'll see you all in the next set. Take care and bye-bye. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us.